everybody. Welcome back to another episode here To uh, with your host, The D is Silent. Uh, finally, finally, we're going to get into some anime. Uh, as I quickly finish flushing my teeth here, uh, I finally finished fucking Baki, the son of Ogre. Uh, and what a wild goddamn ride that was. Wild. Hold on one second. I'm almost done. Baki, the son of Ogre. Yujiro, Hanma. Uh, I know a lot of people out there actually read the mangas and the comics and the strips. And they have their whole shit dedicated to, like, shelves of that bullshit. Like, JoJo's... The people got JoJo's mangas for days. And they have classic Pokemon ones. I don't read the mangas. I don't know what's going on um, beforehand. I just pick a show because... I don't know. It looks interesting or... Like, for instance, Black Clover... I looked at it because it was like it had wizards and demons and some outrageous shit like right off the bat. Like and I liked it. And I was watching My Hero for a minute. I kind of fell off of My Hero. Then got up to like season four, maybe season five. One day I'll get to it when it's not on Crunchyroll or Hulu. Demon Slayer I liked right off the bat too. Uh, but some of these have a lot of story to it. There's a lot, you know. And for instance, I think Baki is one of those as well. Baki is one of those where I kind of feel like, damn, there's a lot. There's a lot there. And and again, I'm watching the anime on Netflix. And the story is absolutely wild. But what what does it for me is it's like there's a lot of fighting. You know, there's a lot of crazy shit that goes on in, within that anime. This is like the third or fourth season I've watched of it. Watch the two seasons where Baki is learning to become a fighter. He ends up fighting in like a tournament. And he got beef with Muhammad Ali Jr. I think Muhammad Ali Jr. might have been. Then I watched where... I think there was another one where he was it was like adjacent from that and then the one uh, well see Son of Ogre is the second season of this one so I think I watched the one before this which I believe is Baki's fighting the people in prison and then there's this one um, 
Baki goes to fight on uh, the Unchained. I forget what his name is. Uh, and then you come at the end of that one, you find out that there's a man fighting a T Rex, and they're like that can't be, but it it is. But and then in the rule of the, in the world of Baki, the son of that's where it starts is uh, pickle. <laughs> uh, the show is wild. The show is wild. Um, I liked Pickle's story. You know, it's a little bit out there, but it kind of makes sense. But it is also just an animated show. You can't take it too serious. And that's a, that's one thing that, even though like, there's enough elements of reality into Baki. That you can be like, oh, okay, I understand what they're talking about. There's not a completely foreign, you know, it's kind of like, to me, actually, it's kind of like Marvel, like Iron Man's based in reality. Like this guy's a super smart motherfucker. He invents some shit. He makes armor to escape, you know, and he programs it and it does all kinds of things and it has a flamethrower. And that, that's kind of how Baki is. Baki is like, well, if you train your mind and you train every day, you know, you can do these push-ups on your bare knuckles and, and, you know, every ounce of your fiber can be used as a weapon. And and there is instance of that. I mean, I don't know how many videos I've seen of dudes crushing cinder blocks with their, just their hand, you know, on YouTube. And I, I've seen people, like, with bare shins break a bamboo or a you know a bamboo tree in half just by kicking it so some of this stuff is based in reality but Baki takes it to the extreme after that like they go crazy like with it and you know and that which is the case of pickle like what's if a guy lived in the in the realms of the dinosaur how big would he be what would his you know what would his weaknesses be what would his strengths be and and pickle he was the he's immediately the world's strongest man of a prehistoric era because he was fighting he trained his body to fight dinosaurs and t-rexes and you know and with that all these dudes come and just try to they want to fight him but i think only he only ends up fighting like three or four people before he finally gets to Baki. And he whips up on he whips up on the first guy and he starts eating his leg. <laughs> and actually it makes a lot of sense because if you're if all you knew was defeat an enemy and they made it they made it so that way he didn't want to fight nobody that wasn't wasn't a predator. Because that was his thing. He was only hunting the most ferocious animals ever to existed in mankind. T-Rex, you know, pterodactyls and these big vicious predators. And so he didn't want to eat the meat off of like a cow, for instance. He wanted to eat a predator. And when they brought him like lions and things, he didn't want to eat it because they didn't want those animals were scared of him. Of how big he was, and they could just, and that makes a lot of sense. A lot of animals, 
you know, if you yell at a dog, you can see a Texas tail between his legs. Like, that that made a lot of sense to me. And then they were like, well, okay, well, he needs to only fight predators. So they starved, uh, I think, a tiger. And they put him up to against him. And then he was like, oh, this is food. And he beats the tiger and he just eats it. And then, again, then he was not eating for a minute and they couldn't figure it out. And so they start to come to want to fight him. And it starts with, uh, I forget, the Kung Fu Master, Sea King, or whatever his name is, Retsu, I'm not, not 100% certain right at this moment. There was, I've been watching Baki, but there's so many episodes, and then there's so many other things going on, I could kind of forget everybody's names. There's a lot of characters here. But that guy ends up fighting Pickle, and that takes like, three or four episodes and he ends up losing and fucks up his leg and uh, Pickle ends up eating his leg and then they they end up tranquilizing Pickle and but Pickle still eats his leg and the guy lost his leg ends up in the hospital then comes I think his son no somebody comes that's the son of somebody and he trains his body to become like he can go so fast or he can turn his body into like a whip after doing so much training and he goes to fight Pickle like right after this is right after they battle for a minute in like some underground facility and he ends up losing his arm and Pickle eats his arm but he ends up losing his arm or does he does he take his arm I don't, I don't know but after that Um, Pico ends up fighting Jack Hanma. Uh, he just pulls up on him. And, you know, he actually puts up probably the best fight so far. But Pico ends up eating like half of his face, like his lower uh, mandible part. Not the whole jaw, but just like the skin. And then... That's one... uh, That's a fight, but then... He knocks... Pickle knocks him the fuck out. And... um, He knows not to like... Go near him, because he sends some sort of danger. And... He could have killed Pickle, but Pickle didn't step near him. He didn't finish eating him. Anyways, he ends up in the hospital, and then actually he goes to fight Pickle again. Pickle beats him up, and he ends up in the hospital again. And Baki, Baki ends up coming and telling him that's enough, that Pickle is too, too much for him. At which point, Baki is like training to 
fight his father, but then he's like, oh, I'm going to go fight Pickle because, you know, this is a test. And actually, Yuji was like over there talking about it too. Like, why would he come back? This is a test to see who is the strongest in the whole, you know, you know, what does it mean? He's talking to some guy in a bar. And actually, that that made a lot of sense too, that this was to see, you know, out of all the evolutions and everything, who was the ultimate predator and this stuff. Well, anyways, Baki goes to fight Pickle, and Baki fucking... In the beginning, it looks like Pickle has the advantage, but then it quickly... Baki quickly just whips his ass. But that is because Baki has been training to now fight his father the whole time. And so he's already, like, quicker than... He's quicker than Pickle. He's stronger than Pickle mentally. And he can just hit Pickle in, in ways that nobody else had to, up to that point. And uh, he ends up beating the shit out of Pickle. And Pickle ends they stop. Like, he knock, I don't know if he knocks Pickle out or he just puts him to sleep. But then, you know, they want to put Pickle back on ice. But he ends up escaping And actually him and Baki just go and chill They become like friends Uh, And at that time Yujiro is now like Eyeing Baki They want to They want to fight And Baki is preparing for The father-son fight And Actually, before even all that happens, uh, the Sea King, the Kung Fu Master, decides to take up boxing. And he ends up in Las Vegas. There's a couple episodes of that. I thought that was kind of cool, too. Uh, they had they had a lot of guest appearances again. Uh, Smokey. I think that was... I think that was in... I don't know who he was trying to portray in... Because they had... They had Mike Tyson at one point. They had another American boxer, um, Smokey. I want to say Smokey Robinson, but I think that's fucking a singer, not a fucking fighter. Anyways, uh, they do that for a couple episodes, and then and then it gets to Baki now wants to fight his father, and he lets it known, and they get into back into a little bit of backstory about Yujiro that. Uh, he become he became the world's strongest weapon, and that he defeated whole armies. And, and I've liked Yujiro ever since I saw him in like way back in the tournament. I was like, yo, he's like my favorite character in the whole show. Um, they call him the ogre, but they explained a long time ago that people had their stances, and they, and I'm kind of wondering why they haven't gone there yet. And in their stances, you know, there's a prey mantis stance, there's a crane stance, there's a lion stance. Their bodies take on the forms of the the, the thing they're portraying. But Yujiro has his form as a demon. And I'm like, okay. And they even talked about it again in this one, but they, didn't, they don't show it. That Baki's brain 
is morphing into a demon as well. And they're probably pretty sure uh, Yujiro's brain scan is a demon as well. They, like, they, they don't show the auras of a demon coming out of them. They don't, they don't talk about it, but it's implied, I guess. And so, Baki ends up wanting to fight him. And they want to fight. They get into a little bit of their backstory about how Yujiro killed killed his mother. Um, that everything he done had raised him to be the greatest opponent that he could ever possibly have. And eventually they get to it. Uh, th- that's like the second half of the season. Most of it. That Yujiro and Baki are going to fight. And actually I found their fight really interesting. Because at first they were toying with each other. There's a lot of talking. But there's also a lot of fighting. Yujiro was also kind of... Telling him like why he was doing things. And so they kind of had these bonds. Uh, there was, he was spanking Baki for whatever reason. <laughs> but then Baki was learning. Much as was the case. What I figured what was going to happen. Was Baki was going to be able... If... Yuji didn't went full blown. Baki was going to be able to pick up on what he was doing or how he was doing it because Baki had been training um, like nobody's business. He had already been like, I don't know how to explain it, but he could copy like Prey Mantis moves like very quickly just by watching him and then projecting, you know, the animal to be bigger and then fighting it. Like, with I guess it was the fighting spirit, which I guess you could also could relate to it being a stand, but I guess you could also whatever you'd have to watch the show to understand it. But I figured once Yujiro projected himself like that, Baki could replicate it immediately because it wouldn't. It, all Baki had to do was learn it or see it done, and he could probably do it. So I didn't really think Yujiro was gonna do anything you know to how do I want to say it I didn't think he wanted to show all his cards right away I think he was trying to save things towards the end but nothing that he was doing in the beginning was affecting Baki Baki had already trained himself to do certain things and then at some point Yujiro started going full blast but he wasn't hurting Baki and then Baki started really whipping his dad's ass. Um, and even Yujiro was like, oh, okay. So eventually, after all of that, um, Yujiro announces Baki as the world's strongest man. But then Baki said, well, he was the one that's got all beat up, that his father is still the reigning strongest man and, but they're both pretty strong I think and even Baki said he said hey look eventually when a child starts playing with their toys eventually they break it and he's like it's only a matter of time and I think it's only a matter of time before Baki in- inevitably destroys Yujiro but Yujiro I think is smart enough of a fighter to recognize that now Baki is the strongest and I think Yujiro probably understands that as well. Uh, when you think of the complexities of the fight that he said, 
that yeah I think he anointed Baki as the strongest man and he's got a plateau to go and all the challengers that are going to approach him eventually but that Yujiro kind of went lateral um, with the fight I think after Baki holds the crown for a moment learns more and figures things out and I think he can gain the abilities that Yujiro has to see of an, an opponent's weakness because he's already got Yujiro's beat on speed uh, and yeah and then also another interesting facet that came out was Yuchiro the grandfather made an appearance and I'm kind of wondering and I, I this whole time when it gets down to the stuff like that I was kind of thinking like like you could like it's like a force like the force Yujiro's is which is Yujiro's father Baki's granddad some made an appearance and I'm kind of wondering if it's possible that they're gonna bring him back bring him into the fold cause that would be an awesome fucking thing for them to do and I think they're going to because at the very end they're talking about this demon that was in ancient Egypt and they might find that he's buried in there a body that can hold Yishiro's fighting spirit and come out and then even if it's not on par in the beginning it can they can they already brought Pickle out of fucking like an even farther time they can bring somebody in a much closer time out of them and, and I just kind of think like that, that's gonna happen so we shall see what happens on the next season of Baki. But this one was wild. They had there's so many random things that happened in Baki. Um that you're like, yo, dog, what the fuck? Baki is completely mind blowing. Um It just is. Like you gotta you gotta sit down and watch it and be like, yo, what the fuck? Like all this shit is going on, like that's crazy. That's just crazy. Like they, they, they. Uh, but I like it. I mean, I, I thought it was a fun, a fun little series. And I hope they keep making more Bakis. You know, on that note, I'm almost done watching Gamera. I get Baki Son of Ogre. If you if you take the unseriousness that it is, you couple it with cool action fighting scenes, and like a little bit of a story like the, the story there's a story there it's not the greatest of stories but it's a story about fighters and different things um you give it I give it a two thumbs up it's not the best anime I've watched but it is I think it's a fun one if you look if you look at it just to be entertained this is a high up there in the entertainment um it's right up there with Jojo Jojo's a story there's a story there there's things that it but you have to take it as what it is. It's not like a serious anime. This is just a fun one. And that's kind of what Baki is. It's a fun anime. That's what I, I mean. I get like an 8 out of a 10. It's just a fun anime for me. And I've been watching since. I've been watching for a while. So, I mean, Baki, Yujiro, and, and hopefully Yuchiro, they're all making appearance in the next season which is something I'm looking forward to 
but what, what that I'm almost finished watching Gamera, and, and right away Netflix is dropping Castlevania this week on Thursday. Oh, I have a busy weekend this weekend ahead of me. Don't know when I'm gonna watch Castlevania, but Castlevania looks amazing on the trailers. It just does. Just no hands down looks good. So we'll see if I watch Gamera. We'll see if I get this posted up by like tomorrow or the next day, you know. And then we'll review the concerts I gone to. Uh, so we're having a, a busy couple of days. So hang tight. I'll be right back. What up? So I'm back. I'm just continue this episode. Finally finished Gamera on Netflix. Oh, uh, as I just powered down a vanilla shake and a breakfast burrito from uh, Tom's here in Ontario. Um, but let's get into it. <clears throat> Gamera. I think it's Gamera's Rebirth. Just Gamera. I don't know what it's called. I, I watched it. I don't know what it, the fuck it was titled, actually. Uh, right off the bat, the animation part of it, the quality was tremendous. Um... Seems like they spent their money really, really well. The owners of Gamera. I'm not sure who, what studio owns them or who's this property, but they spent they spent the right amount of money for it. And ultimately, the story was really well written. I mean, if you've had a long time to sit and how to story, how to make Gamera relevant, and <clears throat> essentially iron out details over the years into getting some sort of an adaptation of it, either Netflix or, you know, a film. But this was it. This was a pretty good story. Essentially, it's centered around uh, a trio of kids that are best friends, and then they come across another friend, who's, or actually they're bullied. Now, there's a lot of there's a lot of human elements to the story, which I kind of felt that was it was good little but it really didn't really have anything to do with the kaiju they just were living their life and gamera and company came in and like you know it was on their summer break you know whatever boko and joe and uh i can't think of the other kid the other cat's name right off the top of my head but there was four of them there was brody boko joe Joe, and I forget the other one's name. <clears throat> Anyways. So right off the bat, uh, a guy's like creature comes out, or creatures, there's a bunch of them, but they're, um, they're small. And the kids, they, they have a good heart. I mean, one of them is nerdy. I... Again, the animation is good, the story is good, but eventually, essentially, they, they're best friends, they're hanging out in their hideout. They actually say what I thought was a Gamera turtle in the beginning, but I don't know if that was him or not growing up. I'm not exactly sure. Also, at the very end, if that's the same, if that's the same one from the one they pulled in the beginning, uh, or that they helped out, he was stuck. But with all that said, you know, it kicks off. Essentially, they're getting bullied by Brody and his friends, and they go to get, like, 
get revenge on him, and then all hell breaks loose. Uh, they end up saving Brody. He ends up being like a big sissy, and but then he becomes their friend really quick. Uh, and then Gamera shows up. You get your first. He tears up the Gaios creatures. Like he tears them up after the military, in a sense, is ineffective against anything that they do. Gamera comes in and fucks them up. And at the beginning, they're kind of shoot at Gamera too because they don't know what he is either. But then they quickly figure out that he's not the problem. Uh, as the story progresses, there's, you know, there's the underwater. They all kind of, all the enemies kind of closely resemble the same. Um, the only thing that I'm not really happy about about the show is Gamera comes in and quickly dispatches of every single enemy he fights. Like, and I'm not sure if they just were didn't want to animate it, or maybe if that's <clears throat> they overpowered Gamera up to the X degree, or if they just were more focused on getting the story out and being less just monster mash. Um, but he quickly dispatches like everybody. Like the fight scenes are like five minutes of total length. It's usually a whole build up to getting to him fighting. Uh, and I get and I but that works for it. It does work like. But I thought some of these monsters were gonna take more than one episode to do, and there was like a different monster every episode, and he beats them all in one episode. Or each episode he beats them all. Um, and then he runs into some, these kids run into some scientists, they kind of, these crystals are what's bringing them back out, they discover it, um, and eventually, way down the road, because I think the kind of, a couple of the middle episodes don't really matter, I'm actually more focused on building the connection between some of the kids in the story that I I watched it like an episode or two when it first dropped. I watched episode or two later, and then I just finished up the last two episodes yesterday. So it's been out for like a couple of weeks. Uh, I don't remember everything, but what I do remember is Gamera's arm getting cut off. Uh, that monster, the one with the big ass sword on his head, or just looked like big ass knife actually, he was shooting knives at Gamera. He probably did the most damage to Gamera together. I think he even shanked him <clears throat> and then cut his arm off. But that still wasn't enough to stop Gamera from imposing his will on, on these creatures. Um, and with that said, the kids <clears throat> become friends with the scientists. They're on a boat in a submarine for a little bit. <clears throat> and they're just discovering that these monsters have been there for a minute. They're just, you know, coming to fruition. And then in episode 5, essentially, you find out that the kaiju that are, have been there for a long time, and they they reset the world a long time ago. And But I think Gamera was there to help, but it, some of the parties involved with the with those creatures, with the creatures, and they eventually call them kaiju, decide to build a base on the moon. This is where the story gets a little funky for me, but it actually works well. And they, the reason for unleashing 
the kaiju when they did was they're trying to kill off like the world because it's overpopulated and they were going to use the kaiju while they stood up on the base and then they were going to go down and essentially be like the rulers of earth and it turns out that the good lady in the beginning the doctor lady that was so innocent looking was actually really evil with a very heinous plan uh, they were going to use the kids the one kid has the code in him in the aurelium or ozilium or whatever it's called was a catalyst those little crystal shards but that kid in gamma somehow had a connection there's a there's a little bit that the show got away with that I kind of felt was just kind of just implied or I don't know like the kid somehow had a connection with gamma but they didn't say how that happened he just could you could just tell that Gamera was him and Gamera on the same wavelength. <clears throat> but with all that said, I mean the show is good. Animation wise is good. The only one of the only complaints I have of it is the audio. Uh, they had used like the same like two roars from Gamera like the entire fucking series. And I was like, yo, they could have done some new stuff with it, like you gotta give the you gotta give Gamera a little bit more life to him, a little bit more you know character to him. Um, but they kind of did it. He kind of just had the same roar and same moves over and over. Like so, on that they don't get a good grade on it. That's weighing it down a little bit. Um, but I mean, overall, it was pretty good. I mean, probably like a 7 out of 10 for me. I, I just kind of feel like they could have done some things a little bit better. The, but the animation was great. Uh, you know, everything was syncate. You know, like, there was, the story was really good. Everything seemed like I had a purpose to it. Um, and then going back to the beginning, I don't know if the little turtle they saved was... The Gamera that was. Eventually, the Gamera that is dies. Um, he shoots. He blasts the hole with all his remaining energy. He shoots a hole from Earth through the moon into the base. And essentially kills off the people that were the ones releasing the, the kaiju out there. To cleanse, supposedly cleanse the world. Now, I don't know. Again, I don't know if the makers of it shot themselves in the foot or if this really was just like a one-off because there's no other kaiju left and Gamera died off but then at the end you do see a baby Gamera but I don't really know who he could fight there's nothing left for him to fight Unless he somehow crosses over with Godzilla eventually, uh, which may happen, and you know Netflix has rights to some of these big kaiju properties. Um, they can make their own little verse. I mean, I know they got Pacific Rim. They have now. They now have Kong. They have Godzilla's singular points. They'll probably take from that one. And then they have Gamera. So I don't really know. 
if eventually they'll wrap all these together into one. And I think they have a Jet Jaguar as well. So they could, or Ultraman. Um, <clears throat> kind of wondering that. Uh, but each one of them got their own little story, so it's not like, it's not like what it was, you know, like, there's nothing there. They each had their own individual story. It'd be kind of, to get them all together, I don't know how they would do it, but maybe they could, on a level playing field, have them all duke it out, if that's even the story. I'd hate for the story to be stupid. The Kong Skull Island story was kind of, uh, like, the budget went into more of just things than anything else. But, like, overall, the camera was pretty good. I'd probably give it, like, a 7 out of 10. Maybe 7 and a half. Um, yeah, I just, I, I felt like they could have done a little bit, a little bit more. There was only six episodes. They were all really long, 40-some minutes. I thought the fight should have been longer with Gamera. Uh, the military should have been utilized to help him. The one guy that was just in his tank the whole time, what was the point of him? Like, he literally did nothing, I think, until the very end, and then he wasn't even doing anything at the end. Like, I, mean, I don't know. It's just kind of weird. Uh... It's also kind of weird how they use the United States military and things like that. It's just kind of weird happening with them. Um, And I know I skipped over a lot because there's almost like five hours of material there. Maybe almost closer to six. But really, like, Gamera wasn't really... He was in it, but it was like... It was more of a story about those kids and how they grew up. And that, but again, that, that story was good. Even towards the end, uh, one of the kids dies. The other one that was kind of like his brother, sort of, you know. And then Gamera died, so he's kind of like really he was got really bummed out. And actually, I didn't think I actually didn't think in reality that they were gonna go that route. I thought for some reason the kid was gonna survive. They don't show the spaceship. The rocket ship crashing, and although again, it is implied that it is going down, and it is, there's no way <clears throat> for him to to survive. But I mean, I literally, I literally thought that he was gonna somehow pull up back on the end, like maybe he just crash landed, but they were able to get his body, and maybe he made a recovery. Although, albeit missing some limbs, or you know, just completely maybe dependent on a wheelchair or something. I thought that that's what was going to happen. But it turns out he just flat out died. And I was like, damn, like, you can feel kind of bad for the little kid because that was like his, his brother is like his kind of like his older brother figure. Uh, then he had a connection with Gamera and Gamera died and all that happened in like a really short amount of time. Like, real quickly, but he gained Brody, Brody became one of his better friends, so, it's kind of like, it's, you know, here and, here and there, like, okay, like, you understand it, uh, the twist with the lady being part of a secret organization, 
that wanted to cleanse the earth. I didn't see that coming either. Um, I didn't see it coming. I was kind of wondering what was going on, like, because they were obviously studying these creatures and they knew something was up, but they didn't know. But then, come to find out, they did know and they were going to use it to wipe out the earth, which I thought was, uh, that, that was crazy in and of itself. Um, but that ultimately, ultimately their, plan, their plan was foiled. So, you know. But yeah, the, the story was the story was good. It probably carried the show for me. The animation was great too. Like visually, it didn't look like too clean, but it didn't look too nitty gritty either. It didn't look too cartoonish either. It looked realistic. Um, and the way Gamera was done, look, he looked really good. Even when he turned to evil Gamera for two seconds, uh, that went hard too. And I've never really been a big fan of Gamera. I've just watched the movies. Like, The War of the Gargantuans, I like the movie. I mean, I don't know what they've been doing with War of the Gargantuans since. Uh, I have not I have no idea what they've been doing with Gamera since, like, way back when. Uh, the only one I really keep up with is Godzilla. And that's He's my favorite. But he's the OG. I mean, he spurred on most of the kaiju genre for... And I think he actually did spur on all the kaiju genre for Japan. I mean, then they got a lot. There's a lot there. I mean, again, there's a lot there, and they continuously make new and different things. And I'd love, I'd love to go see, like again, see the culture that is in Japan. See, see the Godzilla culture that is there that I've grown up to admire so much. And even though I'm an American, I know that Godzilla is a parody of, you know, the U.S.'s nuclear bombing of Japan and what came out of it. Even though that is the case, I, I'm still Mexican-American because I could pass off as Mexican and, and just get by just fine. Uh, so when I go there, it won't be such a total, like white boy, what they would think as a Westerner, it won't happen for me, and again, like, with that said, uh, there is a huge, I would love to see all the other kaijus that exist, maybe I have to do a deep dive into the kaiju genre that is the Japanese kaiju, and just really, just watch and see what else they got there, because um, there's a lot, there's just a lot there. But with that said, again, Gamera was really good. I wonder what I wonder if they they let themselves the door open slightly with Baby Gamera. I wouldn't mind a series like a little short spinoff of him growing up a little bit with the kid. Uh, you know, maybe show the kid as a teenager, and Gamera has had a growth spurt to where he's about teenage size as well and then he, they not maybe he can't communicate but maybe they have um maybe like an hour long or two episodes where they're just hanging out i mean i would love some shit like that um it would also be dope to just see him just say baby for a minute too like 
that's something I think that they nailed on the head there has kind of piqued my interest a little bit. What are they going to do with Baby Gamera? And I'm kind of like wondering. So hopefully we don't, the next time we see him, he's not full grown again. And it's like. But it would be interesting to see him fight like. Things that aren't kaiju, but that are like, let's say like vampires or. Or werewolves or, you know, like. Golems or some shit. Like. You know what I mean? And then him learning some of these abilities, how to throw the fireballs, how to do the spin attacks. You know, wouldn't it be some shit to have the kid be like, to help train Gamera, show him video footage of what Gamera could do, and then him learn the powers in battle. And then by the time they redo Gamera part two, there's, you know, he's fully grown, maybe he's, and that kid can then, maybe he's part of the military, helping call upon Gamera to save the world again, and, but also, but the military helping Gamera out, I mean, that, that, I could see something like that, which is something that I think is going to happen with Kong, in the new Empire's, you know, the new Empire, whatever, movie that's coming out next year. I'm still waiting. We're getting close to uh, a trailer because we're creeping up on the end of the year and that movie's due out in March. So by the end of the year, I'm expecting a trailer. Uh, maybe not the first of the year, but before the end of the year, yes. Expect a full-blown trailer drop. Now that the this strike is over, uh, they can get back to business. And with that said, with that, with that said, again, uh, going back to Gamera, I would like to see I would like to see a season two. I wouldn't mind watching a season two. Really depends on what Netflix, what the owners of Gamera can do in the meantime. I mean, there's still a lot, still a lot to go on there. There's, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing him fight like Brand and other new kaiju. Will we eventually get a Godzilla Gamera crossover? Finally, will, will they do battle? And, um, I think every iteration would destroy Gamera. Godzilla, every iteration destroys him. But if Gamera now has opened the door for it to be continuously rebirthed and can learn from previous battles and perhaps can it be that the two butt heads and there is no clear winner eventually? Possibly, I mean, I think it's coming. I mean, we get the best chance now that Netflix has done both of those those animation. Maybe it will be. Maybe it will be. Maybe we'll finally get it. Something that I've been wanting to see ever since I Death Battle did it, and they, they unanimously just decreed Godzilla the winner, which I don't know if that's true, but. Uh, there's no singular point Godzilla would absolutely mop the floor with Gamera. Um, Toho's version probably does too. The only thing is Toho's versions of Gamera. Uh, uh, Toho's Godzilla doesn't have no flight abilities, but neither. But if you put them in, if you put this Gamera against Toho. Yes, he does stand a better chance, but I don't know if he wins outright either. Um, it's close. 
Shin Godzilla, nobody's touching that. The new Toho Godzilla maybe might be more equal footing with Gamera, but then again, we have to see what's going on there. Um, all of that is in the air, man. Like, you know, but we'll see if we're gonna get finally get the crossover that fans have long since wanted. And that since I watched it on Death Battle, like I was like kind of interested because you never know. I, you know, I watched Death Battle, all their takes on it, they unanimously decreed Godzilla the winner. I felt a sigh of relief. But it would be interesting to see them two square off in a Netflix anime. Or shit, even on the big screen, but we'll see what happens. Currently, I'm on my way to go to some concerts, so I'm going to get this posted up. And then we'll come back and talk about concerts immediately, like Monday. You know, because I'll probably have another episode ready to launch right after. So... With that said, guys, um, logging out of this episode. Uh, this one was more Netflix animation. Uh, and we'll get talking on the next one. So, catch you guys later.